Hello, this is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Let's play ball and win. Thank you for turn, tuning in today into my podcast today, Confronting Goliath, a genuine discussion with, a, with, with and for genuine folk. Today, our genuine discussion is on diabetes and podiatry. Diabetes is a galalith in many individuals' lives, including mine. However, I am confronting it. Our guest today is my podiatrist, Dr. Scott E. Woodburn of Podiatry Associates Professional Association. New diabetes cases have decreased over the last decade, except in people younger than 20 years old. And in adults, there is much more room for improvement in preventing diabetes complications. New in 2020, the report features trends and prevalence of incidence estimates over time. This is from the CDC's um, website that I pulled off, and it says that 34.2 million Americans, just over one to ten, have one to ten, one out of ten, have diabetes. 88 million Americans, American adults, approximately one in three, have prediabetes. New diabetes cases were higher among non-Hispanic Blacks and people of Hispanic origin than non-Hispanic Asians and non-Hispanic whites. For adults diagnosed with diabetes, new cases significantly decreased from 2008 through 2018. The percentage, of, as, the percentage of existing cases was highest among Indians, American Indians, and Alaska Natives. 15% were smokers, 89% were overweight, and 38% were physically inactive. 37% of, 37 had chronic kidney disease, stages one through four, and fewer than 25% with moderate to severe chronic, chronic kidney disease, stages three or four, were aware, or were aware of their conditions. New diagnosed cases of type 1 and type 2 diabetes have significantly increased un, among U.S. youth. For ages 10 to 19 years, Incidence of type 2 diabetes remained stable among non-Hispanic whites and increased for all others, especially in non-Hispanic Blacks. The percentage of adults with pre-diabetes who were aware they had the condition doubled between 2005 and 2016, but most of most continue to be unaware. This came from the National Diabetes Statistics Report for 2020 from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I would like to welcome Dr. Woodburn and thank him for coming on to Confronting Goliath. Dr. Woodburn, can you please enlighten us and tell us a little bit about you and how my listeners can get in touch with you first? Um, yes, I'm a podiatrist at uh, GBMC. I work for Podiatry Associates. I've been with Podiatry Associates about 32 years. 
um, past uh, residency director of the residency program, past uh, chief of podiatry down at Maryland General Hospital when I was down there, but currently at GBMC, that's one of my offices, and also uh, we have an office on Old Fledonia Road. Um, I would say probably 40% of my patients right now are diabetics. We see a lot of diabetics, and one of the most important things that important things is prevention. Thank you. Can you explain why podiatry is so important to maintaining good health as a diabetic? And what is neuropathy? All right, first off, um, diabetes, um, as you said, affects, you know, 34.2 million is what the last statistic is. So um, diabetes affects the entire body, but it affects three parts in particular more than the other parts. That would be feet, eyes, and kidneys. Now, as I said, it affects all the other parts, but it affects these parts in particular. With the feet, okay, it does two things. Diabetes affects the blood supply. It reduces the arterial circulation. It reduces the blood supply to the feet, and it affects the nerves. That's what's called neuropathy. Now, these are just sensory nerves. They're not the nerves that um, work your muscles and, and, and uh, allow you to, to walk. They're the ones that give you sensation. The reason neuropathy is so dangerous is it's like the diabetes is turning off your alarm system, okay? If you don't have an alarm system, you're not gonna pay attention to something that's occurring. For example, you could be walking around the house step on something, you're walking around the house barefooted, step on something, say a pin that was dropped in the floor, it goes into your foot. If you have significant neuropathy from diabetes, you won't feel it. If you don't feel it, of course, you're not going to look. Well, that pin goes into your foot, takes some bacteria with it, and you start getting an infection. And if you don't look at your foot every night, that infection can go three or four days. You're not going to feel it because that's how significant neuropathy is. It doesn't tell you that you have a problem because your pain receptors, that's the neuropathy, are turned off. They aren't working. So once you get an infection, of course, with diabetes, your immune system also isn't working as well. So it's easier for you to get an infection. And then you throw in the fact that diabetes might have already affected your arterial circulation, so you're not getting enough blood down there to treat the infection and get the proper cells down there. And now we have big problems, problems such as, such as diabetic gangrene, such as ulcers, such as abscesses, such as cellulitis. Wow, that is, that's some pretty scary stuff. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I can tell you that my mom, it was, it's funny, I had my doctor's appointment with Dr. Woodburn this week. And as I was leaving, the first thing to my mind, I thought, I was like, oh my God, I have to get my slippers because I can't walk around the house anymore without slippers on. That's so right. I made sure I went and bought slippers. But the other thing that came to my mind is when I was walking to my, my car, I thought about when my mom passed and we got to come to the corners to see her body. Actually, we were, she was still laying in the hospital and her body was still warm. And I remember us all 
my siblings and I all standing around the, around the bed. And my one sister pulled up the cover and we looked at her foot and she had this huge hole in her foot. None of us knew my mom had this hole in her foot. She hid it from all of us, but it was so big that I actually could have put my, my, my I could have put like three or four fingers in her feet and I couldn't believe it. And that is the vision I got walking to my car, hearing you in my mind saying, you cannot walk around your house or outside without shoes on or slippers. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going straight to the store to get my slippers. And I did that because that was what came to my mind. And it didn't even, I didn't even remember that that's what happened to my mom until you said something and I was walking to my car. With that stated, what is the podiatrist's role in our diabetes, our diabetes care? Well, number one, just just to make you aware that this can happen. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, feet are way at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> learn them. We we just do. We we look at everything else. We we um, you know take care of everything else, but it seems like the feet are always. You know, they're way down there. You don't look at them. You don't really take care of them like you should. Um, and and so, so we don't give as much attention to them. And since we don't give as much attention to them, you know, they, they're the ones that can get injured. They're the ones, like you said, your mom probably didn't even, you know, um, tell you what was going on. Maybe she wasn't even sure what was going on. But we keep them covered. If you're walking, you know, in the house with slippers or shoes, you don't show anyone. And yes, that that's just dangerous. You, our job is to get the word out that you need to keep an eye on your feet. Okay. We really tell our patients you need to look at them every night. Okay. Visually look at them. And if you can't look at them, okay. Let's say you're a little obese, you can't see them, your eyesight's not that good, you can't get down to, well, then you have to have someone else in your house look at them. Look them over, okay? That's important. Also, okay, just like your primary care physician will tell you, if you have diabetes, get your eyes checked once a year. Well, you need to get your feet checked once a year too, okay? So go in, make an appointment, have the podiatrist look at your feet. Now, if he finds or he or she finds that, you know what, you're probably not taking care of them as well as you should, and you don't have maybe family help to do that, well, then you need to come in more than once a year just to keep nails trimmed, calluses done, and us to keep an eye on you. So usually when my patients come in and they're diabetics, I'll kind of look everything over, give a nice thorough exam, ask them some questions. How do you know, do you take care of your feet? Do you not take care of your feet? And then sort of make a determination. Okay, I need to see you every two months or I need to see you every three months or I need to see you once every six months or I see you once a year, okay? Preven Thank you. Prevention is key. And that's another thing that we as podiatrists, you know, try to, try to push. If we prevent problems, okay, um, that's better for everyone. Is one of the ways for us to keep our feet healthy, should we go and get a pedicure? What do you suggest? How do we keep our feet healthy? Well, yes, you got to keep the nails trimmed. And doesn't matter how you do that, as long as it's safe, okay? 
I have patients as they get older, um, you know, they can't trim their own nails or, or they come in, I'm like, why is your toe bleeding? Well, I tried to trim my nail, but I kind of trimmed the tip of the toe. Well, that's not good. So, so if you're not doing a good job, okay, then yes, you need to get either family member, okay, podiatrist, or get a pedicure. Now, pedicures are a little tricky. You, you know, you need pedicures are okay, and I and I allow my podiat my diabetics to go to get pedicures if it's a reputable place, things are clean. You know, you're you have some confidence that they're doing a, a correct job. But if they're not, if they're digging, if they're cutting you, well, then either go to another, <laughs> go to another place or come in and have it done by a podiatrist. But, you know, it should be regular care because, you know, nails grow pretty darn quick. Mm -hmm. They get too long. They dig into the toe next to them. They give, you know, ingrown toenails. They get infections. And, and that is usually the start of problems. Wow. I, I mean... I looked at a pedicure as a leisure thing. Now I'm looking at it with my diabetic health. I'm saying, okay, this is no longer a leisure thing. <laughs> um, I do pretty good with cutting my toenails, but I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I might need to make sure I, you know, I might need to make sure that I get that done more often by a professional. Yeah. Now, um, I have a question for you. Can you share some foot care tips with us? Um, yeah, so we already touched on one of them, okay? You shouldn't go around barefoot. I don't even like some of the, the slippers that are out there. They're too flimsy, they're too thin. You know, if you really want to be good to your feet, get like a lightweight running shoe and have that be your house shoe, okay? I like the lightweight running shoes because they breathe real well. They've got great cushioning, great protection, um, and you know, they're, they're really comfortable. Now, if you're used to walking around the house barefooted or in slippers, that, you know, that's a little tough, you know, to, to, to change your routine, but it really, it really is the, the, what I prefer for my patients to have is, is a house shoe rather than a house slipper. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, um, diabetics have a little drier skin than the rest of the population. And here in Baltimore, um, winters get kind of cold. We use heat to heat our homes and buildings. It's a dry heat and it starts drying out our skin. Okay. So if the skin gets dry, then it can crack and the crack goes all the way into the foot and you can get an infection. So diabetics need to every evening moisturize their feet, especially the plantar aspects and the sides. So the bottoms and the sides, I prefer a cream over a lotion. Uh, the creams seem to work a little bit better. So your feet need to be protected with shoes. They need to be kept moisturized, okay, so that the skin doesn't dry out. Of course, you got to clean them daily. Um, bath or shower, nothing fancy, you know, just soap and water, okay. Um, I do not agree with, with soaks. Now, hmm. you got to look at it this way. So sitting in a hot tub, is nice and comfortable, but it does, does it do anything medically for you? No. So soaking your feet in whatever you want to soak them in, it, it doesn't do anything medically for them. It might relax them and that's fine. But if you're soaking them for too long, it actually takes the oil out of your skin. Okay. Hmm. And it starts to dry your skin out. So if you like to soak your feet, 
that's okay, but you got to put lotion on right afterwards. Another thing with soaking is we have problems with diabetics who have some neuropathy and they decide they want to soak their feet. The water doesn't seem too hot to them, but that's because they have neuropathy. They put their feet in and they burn their feet. Wow. So that's why you, you'll see things that diabetics really aren't supposed to soak their feet because yes, every now and then we'll have a diabetic come in and go, uh, I guess the water was too hot and I burned my feet. So again, that's another thing with the neuropathy. So protect your feet with shoes, okay? Keep them moisturized, keep them clean, check them every day. That's pretty good right there. Oh yeah, and of course, get regular, you know, diabetic checkups. Okay. What, what, what's the big deal about not smoking? What does that have to do with your feet? So, uh, what I said earlier about diabetes and how it affects the feet, it affects your, your nerves with the neuropathy and it affects your arteries and that's your circulation. So smoking is bad because of the nicotine in the cigarette. Okay. Nicotine is a vasoconstrictor. In other words, it takes your blood vessels and it shrinks them. So now you have less blood going to your extremities. That's fingers and toes. Now, if you have diabetes and you already have poor circulation, now you're smoking a cigarette. And for the next six hours, your blood vessels, especially the little small ones, are now shrunk 50% of what they were before. So you're getting less blood through. The less blood, bad. You don't want less blood, okay? And let's say you bump your toe, you've been smoking, your circulation's not good, your toe turns black, you get gangrene, okay? Smoking. Wow. Smoking is bad anyway, but it's even worse with diabetes because, again, the nicotine's a vasoconstrictor, okay? And it reduces blood flow to your extremities, to your fingers and your toes. So, ugh. Smoking's bad. <laughs> Tell you that right now. You're it's bad. Well, you're scaring the you're scaring the kabooies out of me. I'm telling you, I don't smoke, but I'm sitting here like I'm thinking of all the smokers I know. I'm like, oh my god, what's wrong with you guys? This is crazy. It's just a really bad habit. I know it's tough to break, but it is a really bad habit. Okay, and what about um, the stock socks and tights? I mean, I love tights and pantyhose when it's cold. I love to put my pantyhose on. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for us? Um, no, I like socks. I like socks. Uh, um, you know, you really shouldn't be, you know, wearing shoes without socks or socks. I, I always do. <laughs> it's just good for you. You, know, you sweat a little bit, the sock absorbs the moisture. It, you know, the, the shoe stays cleaner. Yes, you, you should put a clean pair of socks on every day. Even in the house, you really should have socks on. And like I said, and I, I, I do prefer, you know, a house shoe in the house. So socks are good, okay? Um, yeah, and, and you know what? You don't need the quote unquote diabetic socks. They're, they're kind of just like everything else. You get a nice cotton polyester, you know, athletic sock, you're fine. It doesn't have to be fancy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Do your practice accept most health care? And if so, would you mind saying which ones that you accept? Do you take Medicare, um, regular private health care? Do you take um, Medicaid? Everything. Okay. Pretty much, 
pretty much every, you know, and again, um, each doctor is a little different. Um, but as I said, I've been doing this over 30 years and I'm pretty much on, I, I think we take just about everything. There's, there's very few we don't take that, that I don't, that I do not take. Okay. Can you share one more time how my listeners can get in contact with you? The best way. Well, so we have a we have a website, Podiatry Associates, um, and and I'm on there, um, so you can look me up if you want. Um, and then, um, yeah, just uh, my um, off my main office is GBMC, which is you know the phone the phone number is 410-828-5420. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not sure of the Bedonia number, but that's on the website too. So, um, yeah, you can just look me up as Scott Woodburn. Uh, DPM or podiatry associates and find me that way. Say it one more time because you know somebody might have to go and get a pencil or pen so go get your pencil and pen and Dr. Woodburn is going to say this again. All right. My name is Scott Woodburn that's S-C-O-T-T W-O-O-D-B-U-R-N and I'm a podiatrist and uh, two offices GBMC and uh, we have an office on Old Pedonia Road. Phone number for GBMC is 410-828-5420. You can also check the website, just Podiatry Associates, or again, Scott Woodburn. Both will come up. Thank you, Dr. Woodburn. You're welcome. For coming on to my podcast today. Tune in next time, guys, to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Thank you again, Dr. Woodburn, and I'll see you at my next appointment. Very good, Taboo. You take care. Yes, sir.